Um, so while we were praying, I, I, uh, I was just reminded of how for centuries upon centuries, many different people groups and people different backgrounds, different testimonies and things have all come together to worship one God because of one message. And it's called the gospel. And it's really just like a, a beautiful story. So <clears throat> the, um, the way I'm going to do it is a very topical way today. And so I wanted to start off in Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 through 14. I won't wait for y'all to get there. So it reads, but y'all can still go there. Uh, for he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And so, obviously, we can understand to transfer means to move something from one place to another. And so, in Exodus chapter 20, uh, we find a very you know common passage of Scripture called the Ten Commandments. And in 1, in verse 5, God gives a description of himself. He tells the people of Israel... At the time when they were in the wilderness acting a fool. And he tells them, you shall have no other gods before me. And then he gives the reason. He said, for I am a jealous God. And so in studying that, I realized in understanding that verse, what the Lord meant when he said he was a jealous God was had a lot to do with the fact that he is the creator of all of us. So the scripture says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It also says in Genesis 1 that we were made in his likeness, that we were made in the image of God, so that we're image bearers. And it also says that everything was made by him, for him. So the jealousy that the Lord has is not a matter of, you know, being, being toxic or, 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 you know, whatever, what have you, how our generation likes to think of jealousy. It's a jealousy that has everything to do with the fact that he... He, he, we belong to him. Like we are, we literally his. Like it's not, like it's not, it's it, like we're literally his. We belong to him. And he knows, and we're in this domain of darkness, trying to find purpose, trying to find pleasure, trying to find identity, when all those things are found in our creator. And he knows that and he's grieved about us in our futility, trying to find other things to satisfy our souls. And so, um, in uh, Jeremiah 31, 3, the Lord says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have drawn you with loving kindness. And so, for an example, back to God's jealousy, I like to think about it as a husband and wife. So I've been married for two and a half years, and, you know, the devil is a liar. But, you know, if I found out my wife, you know, was being pursued by some other dude or, you know, she, and she was entertaining it, you know, I would be su I would be infuriated. I would be infuriated. But a more accurate depiction of my anger would be jealousy. And I'm jealous because of my great love for her. So just think about that on a larger scale from, you know, with the Lord. So he loves us so much. He has an ever lasting love and everlasting love for us and that leads him to jealousy 
when we try to go out for other guys, when we try to do it our own way, when we sin, when we have idols, and all that other stuff. So that's why we had to be transferred. That's why we couldn't stay in the domain of darkness because God was jealous for us. And he loves us with everlasting love. And so the two questions I really want to answer real quick is how do we know that we have been transferred and how can we become transferred? So if we're actually saved, but we don't know that we don't, we don't have any confidence in our salvation. And if we're not saved, <laughs> you know, how can we become saved? How, that's, that's, what, that's what he's talking about when he's talking about we were transferred is salvation. And so, with, and so the main way that you can know that you're transferred or that you can become transferred is repentance. Somebody say repentance. repentance. Okay, so the repentance can be defined as a lifestyle of turning away, denying yourself, picking up your cross, and following him. And the reason I say repentance is the way that you know they've been transferred, because even Jesus said, he said, unless you repent, that you will all likewise perish. And so it's not necessarily about praying fasting, good morals, intellectual agreement with the gospel and, and the constructs of Christianity. It's not about growing up in church, receiving prayer from other Christians, and it's not about encountering God either because people can encounter God, but they still haven't repented of their sins. And without repentance of sins, you're still in the domain of darkness. So when you, so and there hasn't been any transfer, you just had a few goosebumps. And so, um, as I wrap this up, what I mean by turning away, a lifestyle of turning away, it means that we have to make a decision. Repentance requires a decision to say, I'm not, I'm going to do things God's way. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you immediately become perfect. It means that I decide to do things differently. I decide to read my Bible and see what it says about this particular action and to go this specific way, or at least try to. That's where my energy is going to now go to. That's where my effort is really not going to go to. It. Denying yourself means that, you know, God, his word is amazing. He understands that we're not all tempted by the same things. Like, like, uh, like I got different temptations than Apostle Val. Like, like, I, like I, I don't have, I don't have, like, like, we're all different. And so, he makes it specific, says, deny yourself. Because, you know, things can be very stigmatized and, like, we can think that only certain things are sins. But when the Holy Spirit reveals those things to you, he's going to say, yeah, you know, that thing, yeah, that doesn't please God. I don't care if it's talked about in your church. I still want you to repent of it. And so denying our personal selves, picking up our cross, and it can be understood as suffering well or suffering in a holy way. Like when we go through our troubles, when we have, you know, sickness in our body, when we have struggles in our, you know, our families and we have all these things that aren't particularly due to sin, but they're just due to a hard life. Mm -hmm. Those shouldn't, those shouldn't lead us to sin. So we're to pick up our cross and say, if not my will, your will be done. You know, even though we're going through these things, we're not going to make it an excuse to just turn our backs on the Lord. And so, and lastly, following him. And back to the verse about being transferred out of a domain of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved son. He doesn't just call us out of a domain of darkness and leave us there. He calls us out and then into the kingdom of his beloved son. And so when we repent, 
is not just to stop sinning. It's to also start doing the things that the Lord wants us to do. And to ask him, you know, what do you want for my life specifically? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? What do you, how do you want me to think and, and you know, interact with the people in my sphere of influence? And so, um, and so, so back to the scripture that said, for he rescued us from a domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And so just, his, he loves us and his love drew us to him. And he wants us, he has so much better plan for us. He has so many more things in store for us. And he died like it was his death on the cross, the shedding of his blood that made it possible for us to be transferred. And when we get transferred, like if I if I cash out Josh twenty dollars right now, I'm not gonna see that twenty dollars in my account. Like it's gonna be gone. It's gonna be it's gonna be in his account if he accepts the cash out. And so, when we get transferred, like we're not in that domain anymore. Like we're not in that domain anymore. Like we're completely out of it, and we're into his kingdom. And when we're into his kingdom, we have the redemption, we have the forgiveness of sins, and we could live as he so, as he so pleased us to do so. So, um, so just as far as my two questions, like, I did want to, you know, provide a, you know, a space for prayer. You know, if anyone uh, specifically, um, if you feel like you haven't repented of sin, like if you feel like you have, you like you have some experience with the Lord, if you have, if you, you know, intellectually agreed or you just had emotional experience with the Lord or you just, you've received prayer, you answered all to cause, but there's never been that true, like, okay, I realize this is wrong and I'm, and I'm not going to do it anymore because I want to glorify you. And when I don't do that thing, I'm actually going to replace it with other behaviors because I see those laid out in your word that you're calling us into. And so, if you have any like doubts, um, and if like you know the people on the prayer team, you guys could like stand up or at least a, a, a couple. Um, if you have like if you like if you feel like you're like doubting your salvation, if you feel like you never actually had that true experience where you like you know you repented of your sins, like you you literally said, "I'm sorry," and. You know, you seeked out forgiveness and you prayed to the Lord and you said, OK, I realize this is wrong. And I'm hum you're humbling yourself and you're saying, OK, I repent and I'm going to do it your way now. Yeah. And and if you are saved, you have done that, but you need that identity solidified. You need your sonship to be strengthened then we could definitely pray for that too. But at the end of the day, it's really not, we're just agreeing with you. We're just, you know, we're trying to, you know, encourage you and give you strength. It's really about you, like, making that decision by faith to say, okay, Lord, like, I'm, I'm in this with you. Like, I'm going to walk with your footsteps, and we're going to do this together. I'm in this for the long haul. So um, if, you know, that applies to you, then we have prayer available. So I'll, I'll do also a quick prayer. And you can, if anyone feels led to get up, you can get up at that point. So Father, we just want to 
come before you today, Lord God. And we just want to thank you for your kingdom, Father God. We just want to thank you that you have transferred us, that you have showed us a better way, Father God. We thank you that we can find security in you, that when we are transferred, when we are taken from one place to another, Father God, we do not have to go back that we can find everything that we need in you. And that's why your jealousy is so fervent. That's why you're so, your love is so everlasting, Father God. And we just thank you for your love. And Father, I just pray for anyone, Father God, in this room um, that has doubts about their inheritance, Father God, that has doubts about the power of the cross, about the things that you've done for them and the and the and then the promises and the victory that they have received that have been that have you know that have dealing with torment, that have dealing with accusation, that is dealing with, you know, temptation and you know what have you, Father God. We just Father, I just pray that you would strengthen them right now in this moment, Father God, and that you would show yourself to be strong and mighty on their behalf. That we can understand you as a jealous God, who, who and that jealousy leads you to fight to war for your children, Father God. You do not leave us helpless. You do not leave us weak. You do not leave us undefended, Father God. So we just pray that we will lean into you, that we will run into you, for it is in you where we can find our safety, Father God. So we just pray that you would be a foundation for us on this night, Father God, and that, and that we could have our transfer solidified that it will no longer even back to my analogy that it wouldn't it wouldn't be a transaction that when we go on our account it says pen hallelujah that it says pending father god but it will actually be completed we will see it as something that has been done that we that that it could not be taken back even if we wanted it to father god so we pray for the strength to repent like I said, it's a lifestyle. So it's not like you get transferred and then you stop repenting. No, it's a it's a lifestyle, Father. We pray for the strength to follow you, to deny ourselves, to take up our cross, Father God. Give us guidance, Holy Spirit. Give us wisdom. Give us power. And we just pray for a fresh outpouring of your spirit, Father God, upon us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.